If that clapping is for me, it's too loud. Let us clap. That the ancient of days, the almighty God, the one that is mighty in battle, the one who has never lost any battle, the almighty God, the one who is called Jehovah El Shaddai. Come on, celebrate him if you are alive. Celebrate him, celebrate him. The one who has kept us to this day, the one who is allowing the church amazing grace to begin to experience amazing testimonies. Daddy, we just want to thank you. We just want to thank you, Lord. We give all glory to you, Lord. Thank you for your love for this church. Thank you for your people. Thank you for miracles. Thank you for signs and wonders. Thank you, Lord. There is no loss, oh God. Jehovah, we worship you. Unto the Lord be the glory. Breath is the icon. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great is the icon. Unto the Lord be the glory. Great things he had done unto the Lord be the glory. Great things go on. Great things he has done. For the great things that he has done, for the greater things that he will do, begin to thank him. Thank him for the gift of life. Thank him that he has restored you. Thank you for the rebuilding he's doing in your lives. Thank you for building his church and not allowing the gates of hell to prevail. Daddy, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for your mercy, for your provision, for your supply. Thank you, Lord, for not allowing us to mourn to bury any of our young ones. Daddy, we thank you for the day the church was established for the 24th anniversary. Daddy, we just want to thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We are going to pray one prayer tonight before we start. We are going to say, Lord, tonight we decree and declare that you will restore and rebuild your people. Go ahead and begin to pray. We decree and declare. The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established. And the light of God will shine upon your way. Say, Lord, we decree and declare that you will restore, you will rebuild your people. Rebuild your people. Rebuild your church, oh God. In the name of Jesus. Rebuild your church, Lord. We are your church. Rebuild your church. Rebuild your people. Thank you, Father Lord, for all that you alone is doing. Rebuild your people. Rebuild your church. Yes, Lord. Rebuild your people. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. 
Yes, Lord. Rebuild your church. In Jesus' name we pray. Tonight, Father, we want to say thank you for giving us the opportunity to gather together. Thank you, Lord, for all the ministers in the house. Thank you for the pastorate. Thank you for the workers, for the members. Thank you, Lord, that tonight is a night that you have ordained to restore and to rebuild your children. Let there be divine restoration. Let there be divine rebuilding. In the name of Jesus. Because we cannot do anything by ourselves. The Bible says, except the Lord build the house, the builder build it what? In vain. Except the Lord guard the city, the one who watch over the city is doing it in vain. Therefore, tonight, manifest your power. Manifest your greatness. Let there be a turnaround. In any situation whatsoever tonight, in Jesus' name we have prayed. Let somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Please be seated for a minute. I want to give honor to whom honor is due. Our own father, Baba Isiaka. I salute you, Daddy. God bless you, sir. Praise God. Praise God. Can you see that Daddy is looking younger and younger every time? Praise God. That's right. That's right. Praise God. I've known Daddy for over 25 years and he's still the same man. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want to celebrate uh, Pastor Fomi. God bless you, woman of God. Thank you for standing by your husband. Can we celebrate the woman of God? Can we celebrate the grace of God upon our life? Thank you for standing with your husband. Thank you for what you do in the house of God. The Lord bless you. And I celebrate uh, the man of God, Pastor Demola. Can we celebrate the man of God? for the consistency. God bless you, sir. Amen. And you can see I didn't come here alone tonight. I come with my babe. Come on, celebrate my babe. Praise God. Hallelujah. Celebrate, celebrate. Praise God. The one that makes my heart to make shiggy diggy. The sugar in my tea. The honey in my fire. I celebrate you. Praise God. Amen. I, I, bring, I bring greetings from our children. We are blessed with two kings and two queens. William, Charles, praise and favor. They send their love to everyone. God bless. Celebrate them. Celebrate them. Praise God. The Lord is good. I also bring greetings from our father in the Lord, Pastor E. Adeboe, the general of ourselves, the redeemed Christian Church of God. I bring greetings from our mother in Israel, Mommy Polua Deboe. I, I bring greetings from our chairman, Pastor Leke Sanusi. And I bring greetings from my regional pastor, Pastor Kolak Bangbadi. They send their love. And my direct manager, Pastor Daniel Akazeme. I bring greetings from all these people. Praise the Lord. How many of you are believing God for? Total restoration. Total rebuilding. Praise the Lord somebody. I am believing that after this weekend, your life will not remain the same again. I said, tell somebody, say, after this weekend, your life will not remain the same again. In the name of Jesus. Because the restaurant, the builder is going to visit you. 
help me test and say the restaurant, the builder is going to visit you in the name of Jesus. And let me tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, I love you compulsorily, and there's nothing you can do about it. Say, neighbor, I love you by force, and there's nothing you can do about it. Now, I want you to do something for me before we start, because I love an atmosphere of love. There's some people in church who don't normally greet you. Go and greet them. Say, I love you by force. Stand up. Stand up. Go and greet them. Go and greet about two or three people. Go and greet them. People don't normally say, I love you by force. It's a command. Come on. Stand up. Go and greet somebody. Oh, somebody. Tell him that you love him. Lift your hands together and praise the Lord. Shake somebody. Praise God. The Lord is good. Amen. Praise God. Okay. God bless you. Please be seated. Please be seated. Thank you, instrumentalists. Thank you. Now, I, I for, for the next, for, I don't know how long I'm preaching for, but for the time I'm preaching, please, I want you to pay attention. I love people to hear me and hear me well. And if you want to take notes, take notes because I am not that kind of preacher that you don't understand. You will understand what I'm saying. Praise God. Even if you don't hear me where you hear my testimony, you will never forget it. Praise the Lord, somebody. And I'm believing God tonight because when the pastor told me about restore and rebuild, immediately I knew he was talking about me. I said, who told this guy my story? Praise the Lord, somebody. Because I was a nobody. I was going nowhere until the restorer found me. He restored me and began to rebuild my life. Am I talking to somebody tonight? We need to understand that when we're talking about restoration, we're talking about something that is probably lost or something that was taken by force. Praise the Lord, somebody. And we're also talking about something that is uh, restored back to the original state. Sometimes you wonder, what is my original state? Jeremiah 27, 29, verse 11. See, I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Thought of good, not of what? Evil. To give you a future and what? An expected end. So God already has a plan for your life. Whatever level that you are right now is not the original state. You are not finished yet. It's not finished yet with you. Praise the Lord, somebody. So I've come to announce to you tonight that I'm a product of restoration. I'm a product of rebuilding. And I believe the almighty God who took me from nowhere, praise the Lord somebody, and brought me where I am today, is going to take somebody here and take you onto a higher height in the name of Jesus. I see the grace of God working for you. Come on, let your image sound like you are alive. I see you experiencing multiple grace. Multiplied grace. Exceeding grace. Exceedingly abundant grace. Much more abundant grace. Grace, grace, and amazing grace. Amazing grace. Your testimony will be amazing. Help me test up. Say, look me and look me well. My testimony will be amazing. Say, like, say, my testimony will be amazing. In Jesus' name. Turn with me your Bible quickly to the book of Joel chapter... Joel chapter 2, verse 25. Joel chapter 2, 
verse 25. Hallelujah. I want you to look, watch this. Listen to it. It says, so I will restore to you the years that the swarming locusts are eaten, the crawling locusts, the consuming locusts, and the shooing locusts, my great army which I sent among you, I will restore. When you hear a word like this, what matter is who is speaking? Am I talking to somebody right now? The one who is speaking matters. For instance, our daddy used an illustration some years ago that if a policeman arrested you and tell you that don't worry, or you committed murder, you arrested, I say, don't worry, you are not going to go to jail. Is it the duty of the policeman to tell you that or the judge? Am I talking to someone right now? Is the judge that determines what the case? Tonight, the restaurant is talking to somebody here tonight. You see, I am going to restore you. Oh, I didn't hear your aim. I'm going to restore you. It does not matter what you have suffered, I will restore you. It does not matter your struggle, I will restore you. It does not matter your pain, I will restore you. It does not matter your financial situation, I will restore you. If I'm talking about you, say, Lord, I believe I shall be restored. So when we are talking about restoration, we are talking about getting back what is lost. Hello, somebody. Or stolen. Getting back what is lost or stolen. I am believing tonight that whatever the enemy has taken from you, whatever destiny that has been manipulated here tonight, there shall be restoration. Why? The Bible tells us in John chapter 10, verse 10. John chapter 10, verse 10. He said, the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they might have life and they might have it what? more abundantly. Help me look at somebody say, as from tonight, your life will not be ordinary. Your life will be abundant. Say it like you are believing for an abundant life. Your life will be abundant. So when we are talking about a thief, we are talking about the robber. He stole from you. What was formerly yours? Many have been robbed of their joy. Am I talking to somebody tonight? Many have been robbed of their peace. And many have been robbed of their blessing. Whatever the enemy has robbed you of shall be restored in sevenfold in the name of Jesus. I want you to turn that to a prayer point. Say, Father, as I clap my hand and pray tonight, everything the enemy has stolen from me, let it be restored back by fire. As I clap my hand and pray, everything the enemy has stolen from me be restored. Be restored. Be restored in the name of Jesus. So shall it be in Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 42, verse 22, Isaiah 42, verse 22, the Bible records, but this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are eat in prison houses. They are for a prey and no deliverance for a spoil, and no see it restore. Brethren, 
restoration is the recovery of whatever that has been stolen. Praise the Lord, somebody. And whenever God restores, he rebuilds. Am I talking to somebody right now? Whether it's stolen, whether it's taken forcefully away from you, whatever it is, whether it's your business, whether it's your health, whether it's your house, whether it's your destiny, I prophesy in the name of Jesus, may he be restored back to you. May he be restored back to you as a result of this program in the name of Jesus. Listen to me, brethren. I don't know your situation. But whatever be the situation, we serve a God of restoration. We serve what? A God of restoration. You know, I used to be, what do I used to call myself? A realist. I used to call myself a realist. I believe there's God. But for some strange reason, I struggle to accept certain things. One day, a young man came to me. He said he's from deeper life. And he told me, he said to me, do you know whether your name has been written in the book of life in heaven? I said book of life in heaven. I said, sir, have you been to heaven before? He said, no. I said, so how come you're asking me if my name is written in the book of life in heaven? He said, yes, it's a question. Are, are you, is your name there? I said, what of you? Is your own name there? And he said, yes, with confidence. I said, really? You've been to heaven? He said, no. And you said your name is written in heaven? He said, yes. I said, come and be going. He was trying to evangelize me. And he said to me, if I listen to him, if I allow him anything I ask God to do, God will do for me. I just drove the man away. Guess what? The following day, I had chicken pots. How many of you had chicken pots before? Oh, you had chicken pots. You know what it is, right? When you have chicken pots, what do you normally rub on your body? Calabalution. You truly have chicken pots before. Praise the Lord, somebody. So it was my friend who had it because it was my friend and myself that we were together when this man came to tell us about Jesus Christ. Then my friend had it. I had it. So as I was lying on my bed in my room, in my father's house, I remember what he was telling me that if I give my life to Christ, that Jesus Christ will restore my life, will rebuild my life, will do everything for some strange reason. Because I didn't want that chicken boss in my body. I was already covered with Falamalosha. And in those days, I'm talking about 35 years ago, I was a fine boy. I'm still a fine boy, mind you. Praise the Lord, somebody. I don't want any stain in my body. So, it was raining outside. Does rain and chicken pots go together? They say, don't touch water. Don't even bait. I wasn't thinking. So, I just went to the back of my house where it was raining. I said, God, I accept you as the Lord of my life. I give my life to you. It was only me who surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. Nobody led me to Christ. Why? Because of chicken pots. So that was how I said, if only this thing can go out of my body, I will serve you. I will. How many of us have prayed that kind of prayer where you want God to do something for you and you begin to bribe him? Praise the Lord, somebody. I woke up the following day, Pastor. There was no trace of chicken pots in my body. 
If you want to celebrate the God of restoration, celebrate him. Now, guess what? The battle has just begun. Because now, and I went to my friend's house, who still covered in calamine lotion. And he saw me. My skin was there. Ah. And he said, you me come. What happened? What did you use? I said, you know, hmm. You know you laid last night? He said, yes. I went inside the lane and I pray. Eh? You pray. <laughs> Can you imagine somebody? They know me that I don't pray. I said, you pray. And he called the mother. Mommy, come, 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 come. The mother came and said, what happened? Ah, what happened to your body? What did you use? I said, oh, I didn't use anything. I just prayed and God restored me. The woman abused me and drove me. The way I drove that man away, that's how they drove me away. Said, what nonsense. Which God? Brethren, there's nothing God cannot do. Am I talking to someone tonight? There's a popular saying going around that what cannot do, what God cannot do, does not exist. Say like you say, what God cannot do does not exist. So the effect of Jesus Christ coming is to restore us. What we have lost in the first Adam. He came to undo whatever the enemy has done according to John 10, 10 and 1 John chapter 3 verse 9. John 10, 10, 1 John 3 verse 9. So tonight I pray for somebody that whatever the enemy has placed on you, may it be undone right now in the name of Jesus. The gospel of Luke in chapter 7, from verse 11, gave us an account of the restoration power of Jesus Christ. How he restored back to life. The widow, the son of the widow of Nain. I'm sure we are familiar with that story. In Luke chapter 7, from verse 11, the Bible said it came to pass as the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him, and much more. Now, when he came near to the gates of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother. And he was a widow, and much people of the city was with her. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her, and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bear. And they that bear him stood still. And they said, young man, I say unto thee, arise. Brethren, I'm sure we know that there are many numerous stories in the Bible of restoration. Of how the God of Restora showed up. The Restora promise, he said, I will restore health unto you. According to Jeremiah chapter 30 verse 17. Jeremiah 30, verse 17. We also saw in Mark chapter 12, verse 13, Mark 3, verse 5, Luke 6, verse 10, account of how Jesus restored a withered hand. Listen to Matthew chapter 12, verse 13. Then said he unto the man, Stretch forth thy hand and stretch it forth, and it was restored. Oh, like as the other. Brethren, I want to tell us tonight, do not allow anything to disturb your mind. God can restore even when a fellow is dead. Am I talking to somebody right now? God can do what? Restore even once a fellow is what? Dead. And I'm going to share the story that I shared last two weeks 
with at the Green Pastures Church. Pastor, you were there. I was sharing the story of my life. I love using myself as an illustration of what God can do. Praise the Lord, somebody. I went to Canada. On my way to Canada, I wasn't feeling very well. I, I struggled walking. By the time I got to the plane, I told them that I, I'm going to need a wheelchair by the time I get to the U.S. because from U.S. I'm going to Canada. They gave me a wheelchair on arrival in the U.S. I got to Canada, went to the program I went for in Canada. In the night, I want you to learn some lessons from this. Men, whenever you sleep in the night, I want you to learn from what happened to me. I felt like going to the toilet in the night. So I jumped out of the bed and I rushed to the toilet. After urinating, I tried to watch my hand and I realized that something is not right. I felt like I was dying. And guess what? Even though I knew I was dying, I could not even say Jesus. I could not even say anything. With the way the thing was happening so fast, all I could think was, so this is where I end my journey, in the toilet in Canada. And I did not know when I passed out. But guess what? I found myself in the bedroom many, many hours later on the floor in the bedroom, lying on my back, not my face down. I, I, in fact, by the time I opened my eyes, I thought maybe I was in heaven. But when I saw the ceiling of the hotel, I said, ah, I'm still here. Praise the Lord, somebody. And I, and I was wondering, how did I get from the toilet? I couldn't come out of the toilet. How did I get there? The restaurant showed up. It will show up for you in the name of Jesus. Up to today, all I could conclude is that the restaurant sent an angel to carry me into that place. And up to now, the doctors could not say, how did you come back to life? I've come to announce to you tonight, brethren, your situation might look like a dead situation, but I speak life into it. No, you didn't. I, I speak life into it. In the name of, I speak life into it. In the name of Jesus. So, brethren, you know, when we are talking about restoration, remember, we are also talking about rebuilding. Because rebuilding simply means building something that is damaged or broken. Am I talking to somebody right now? And anytime the restorer showed up, he will restore and he will rebuild. Praise the Lord, somebody. Then I found also in Mark chapter 8, 25, 23 to 25. Mark chapter 8, 23 to 25. There's a case of a blind man whose eyes were restored and he saw clearly. Mark 8, 23 to 25. Then we also have catalogs of testimonies in the in our contemporary days of people who this happened to and God restored. Even broken marriages, broken home. There was a story of a man who left his wife 20 years ago. 20 years later, he woke up in the house where he was sleeping with his new wife. And he woke up and he said, where is this? He's been living there for 20 years. And he said, where is this? And he called the woman and said, who are you? And I said, I'm your wife. Which wife? Where is this mom? 
I said, yeah, this is mom. You left her 20 years ago. I said, what? I left her 20 years ago? Are you crazy? He, he quickly jumped into his trousers and went and looked for his wife. After 20 years. And today, they are back together. I don't know how long it is that you've been going through that situation. But I've come to announce to you tonight that the almighty God will visit you. Let your amen sound like you are alive tonight. You know, you, you know, sometimes when you've been in a situation for a long time, you're beginning to look, you begin to look as if nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to change. I have been there. Praise God. Hope the fact. Make the heart to be what? To be sick. When you have been in a situation, you are believing God for a child, for a house. How many of us struggled before they, they came to travel to this country? How many of us? Okay, only one person. So the rest of you just went go to the embassy. <laughs> you just went to the embassy, collected tickets, and just, uh, just, just came to England straight away. Is that what happened? Praise the Lord, somebody. <laughs> you know, for people like us, it wasn't easy to come here. Praise God. It wasn't easy. I, I came from a very poor home. Coming to England. One of the things that I was working somewhere where I was a gate man in a house of a very rich man. Gate man, I was sending 304 naira. How much is that today? 304 naira. Praise the Lord, somebody. So anytime this family, anytime they want to go to England, they travel to England in that house, like as if they're going to Mushino Oshodi. Praise the Lord. Have you seen people say, we are going to England to spend the weekend? Have you seen people like that? They're going to England to spend the weekend, like Baba Siako does. Sometimes he goes to Nigeria and just, praise the Lord, somebody. So this family, they asked me, what do I need from England? I told them I need a car magazine. Because I love cars. They used to borrow me. Even though I was a poor guy, but I love cars. How many of you love cars? Okay, you love only one person. Praise the Lord. You love cars too. So they will ask me, get man, what car do you like? I'll say BMW. They will laugh. So anytime they want to laugh at me, when did these young guys come home from, from outside with their friends? They'll call me, get man. Yes, sir. What car do you like? BMW. They'll be laughing. Give me, I'm laughing at them. So don't worry. One day. I will ride that BMW. What am I talking, brethren? I'm saying to you, with God, nothing shall be war impossible. Guess what? I came to England eventually. I ran into one of them in one of our senior pastors' birthday. And I went to him. I said, sir, do you remember me? He said, no. I said, I was a gate man in your father's house 35 years ago. The man said, it's not possible, sir. It's not possible, sir. This is somebody that doesn't used to look at me at all. He was bowing down. I pray for you. Wherever you have been rejected, may they bow down and celebrate you. May they bow down and celebrate you. Listen, by the time God starts with you, by the time God starts with this church, sir, God is doing something. I say God is doing something. This is going to be the last anniversary you celebrate in this place. It's a decree and it shall come to pass. 
The Bible says you shall decree a thing and it shall be established and the light of God shall come for your ways. This is the last anniversary we are celebrating here. Because God is opening a door for his church. God is taking his church. He said, I will build my church and the gate of hell shall not prevail. When God says he will build, you can be sure that he will build. How many of you agree with me? I say, Father, this is our last anniversary in this building. We are going on to a higher height. We are moving into our own building in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord, somebody. Do you believe? Let your amen sound like a thunder. So, brethren, what am I talking about? Very quickly, the question tonight is, who needs restoration? Who needs restoration? Number one, who needs restoration? Who needs their life to be rebuilt? Number one, someone who lost his spiritual placement or standing with God. Someone who has lost their spiritual placement or what? Standing with God. Someone who is out of his properly ordained place by God's ordination. Someone who the enemy has displaced. Someone who has experienced a broken relationship. But I pray for somebody tonight, whatever position you are that the enemy has brought you that you are going up again. The Bible said the righteous shall fall seven times. And seven times they shall what? They shall rise again. Help me tell somebody, say, look me and look me well. I'm rising again. I'm rising again in the name of Jesus. Do you know that overtaking is allowed? Praise the Lord, somebody. Let me just give you one testimony. You know the ass that I told you that was a gate man? The people that used to give me a magazine? I went to preach in Lagos, in one of the provinces in Lagos. And I was sharing my story like this. After the meeting, I came out. And I saw a man with stick, walking stick, coming to meet me like a beggar. So I put my hand in my pocket to give him some money. Only to realize the way he was looking at me, that this guy must know me from somewhere. Sir, pastor, it turned out that those were the people I used to borrow magazine from. He said, that was my story you were talking about. I said, so what happened to you? Why are you looking like this? He said, drugs. He said he was into drugs. Money finished. One of the parents died. Things went bad. Can you believe that? He said, I want you to be my mentor. The house that I used to be a gatesman. The people that used to look down on me. The people that used to ask me, gatesman, what car do you like? He's now saying... I want you to rise on your feet and say, Father, power must change hands in my life in the name of Jesus. Say, I clap my hand and pray. Let power change hands in my life. Let power change hands in my life. Let my situation change. Let my circumstances change for better in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Please be seated. Please be seated. You know, in Luke chapter 10, Luke 19, verse 10. Luke 19, verse 10. Say, for the Son of Man is coming to seek and to save that which was lost. Number two, the person that needs to be restored. Someone whose use of vital part is missing or dead. Someone whose use of a vital part is missing or dead. Maybe you are listening to me tonight or you are here 
Whatever part of your body that you are believing God for restoration, I want you to lay your hands upon it, wherever you are. Any part of your body that you are believing God for restoration, lay your hand upon it as I pray for you that in the name of Jesus, that part that is weak in your body, may he receive a new lease of life. May he receive a new lease of life. May he receive a new lease of life in the name of Jesus. Brethren, loss of vital organ of one's body or completely dead, such organ of life could be restored. How do I know? In John chapter 11, John 11, verse 41 to 46. I'm sure we know the story of Lazarus. John 11, verse 41 to 46. We also have another story. He said, and they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up the eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you have always heard me. But because of the people who are standing, I said that they may believe. Go on. That you sent me. Now, when he had said this thing, he cried in the Lord and said, Lazarus, comfort. And he who had died came out bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped. Praise the Lord. And he said, Let him go. Listen to me, brethren. How many of you have been to Israel? Anybody been to Israel? How many of you have been? Okay, you've not been to Israel. If you've been to Israel, is it some of these stories we read in the Bible? They are real. Tell someone, say they are real. I've been to that Lazarus tomb and I wonder how did Lazarus how was he able to come out? Because even me that I was not dead I have to use two hands. <laughs> you understand? Not to talk of somebody that has been wrapped dead and he came out. That is the power of the force of the almighty God. I speak into your life tonight in the name of Jesus. May the power in the name of Jesus, may he force anything that is not of God in your life, may he force them to be loosened in the name of Jesus. Number three, very quickly, who needs to be restored? Who needs their life to be rebuilt? Someone whose health has been corrupted. Someone who had fallen from soundness to ill health. Someone who is going to some Medical challenges needs to be restored. Someone who has lost their physical strength. According to John chapter 5, verse 1 to 9, we know the story of the man at the pool of Bethsaida. John chapter 5, verse 1 to 9. Also in Mark chapter 5, 24 to 34. Someone who needs his health to be restored back again. I don't know whether you are listening to me or you are here tonight. In one of the grace that God has given me is the ability for God to use me to perform healing. Because so many healings are taking place in my life. Even when I was dead, it brought me back to life. As a matter of fact, during the COVID, well, we are still in COVID era, isn't it? When you look at pastor and pastor misses, you know there is COVID. Praise the Lord somebody. And I tell you, there is COVID. We must not joke with faith. Amen? Praise the Lord somebody. I was in hospital. I had heart failure. I was taken to hospital. On my three days to my birthday, and the doctor came to meet me and told me, uh, sir, we are sorry to tell you that you had COVID, and the COVID has taken all over your body, so you are going to die. 
I said, doctor, I am not going to die. He said, no, you will die. I said, I will not die. He said, you will die. I said, I will not die. We'll begin to argue. You will die. I will not die. Tell someone, say, I will not die. He said, okay. Don't let us argue, Mr. Badimiji. What of if you die? I said, doctor, what of if I don't die? Praise the Lord, somebody. He said, okay, if you die, should we resuscitate you or should we allow you to go and rest? I said, rest for where? You know, the way he was talking, I said, hey, should we allow you to go and rest? Rest. Where my baby still here? Praise the Lord, somebody. When I'm still coming to Leicester? No, there's no rest anywhere. I said, okay, you can resuscitate me. Guess what? About 30 minutes later, I begin to feel cold from the inside. And that's how I passed out. But before then, I've already pressed the bell. So somebody has told me the story about six doctors. They resuscitated me. Say it took about six doctors to bring you back to life. Eventually, they took me to ICU. I was in hospital for 27 days, and I'm alive standing before you today to testify. So, so COVID is real. Praise the Lord, somebody. And it's not something that we should joke with. Praise God. It's something that we should be very careful with. So what am I saying to you? I'm saying that there's a God in heaven that rules the affairs of men. Even when you are sick, God can heal you. Even when you have fibroid, fibroid can disappear. Am I talking to somebody right now? I don't know what it is that is injuring your health. I command them to go out into the bottomless pit. In the name of Jesus. If I'm talking about you, let your amen sound like a thunder. Who needs restoration? What number are we? Someone who the enemy has put in bondage. Someone who what? The enemy has put in bondage. There are all kinds of bondage. Praise the Lord, somebody. Some people are in bondage and they don't even know they are in bondage. How many of you have seen a madman before? A madman. You've seen a madman before? Have you seen some madman in Nigeria They will be calling people weary? Everyone weary? Is a weary and he's calling somebody weary. Praise the Lord, somebody. You will not be a weary. I say you will not be mad. Your senses will be correct. Your brain will not be dead. In the name of Jesus. Someone who the enemy has put in bondage. His liberty is lost. According to Isaiah chapter 42, verse 22. Isaiah 42, verse 22. Isaiah 42, verse 22. But this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for a prey. And no one delivers for plunder and no one says restore. Pastor, they are plundered. Many people's life, many destiny has been sold. Even right now, people in Nigeria, their destiny is being borrowed. They've borrowed money. Somebody said, by the time they look at how much they borrowed in Nigeria, people's destiny has been what? Borrowed. I pray. I'm sure some of us will sit down, but I'm in England. But you see our family in Nigeria, isn't it? Praise the Lord, somebody. May God rescue that country. So this is a person operating under a yoke, a spell, enchantment, and divination. 
There shall be no divination against Jacob. No enchantment against Israel. Anyone that costs you, the Lord will curse. I want you to say, Father, back to sender. Anyone that costs me, anyone that costs my family, anyone that costs your church, back to sender in the name of Jesus. Number what? Number five. Who needs to be restored? Who needs their life to be rebuilt? Someone whose material things were misplaced or stolen. Someone whose material things were misplaced or stolen. Or robbed. Whether your car was stolen or lost. Or somebody borrowed your clothes. And they go and do some things with it. You know, I... I wrote a book recently. Uh, well, the book was launched this year. I, I, I was talking about the story of my life. Please, you need to be careful where you borrow your friends. Hello? You need to be careful, what? Instead of borrowing, when you give somebody something, touch them. My mother, a friend borrowed her clothes and used it to do something. And she was pregnant with me. By the time she got the clothes back, she became mad. Hello, I have in my custody the discharge paper that my mother was discharged at the Arrow Psychiatric Hospital in Abekuta. That's how, that's the kind of world we live in. Wickedness of the wicked. I don't know whether you guys are following things happening in Nigeria right now. It's very sad. I'm sure you follow the news. Very sad. So brethren, whatever the enemy has stolen from you, Whatever the enemy is sitting on that belongs to you, may God set their buttocks on fire in the name of Jesus. For instance, I'm sure we know the story of the missing ass head in 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1 to 6. The missing ass head. When the man of God has to come and say where it is, just put stick there and the thing came back up. Number six. Someone who knows something was to be east but could not lay hold on it. You know this position is yours, but you can't lay hold on it. How many of you believe that the position where you are right now is not where you are supposed to be? Anybody? Praise the Lord, somebody. How many of you believe that you should have gone higher than where you are right now? Or how many of you are comfortable where, where, where you are right now? Praise the Lord, somebody. Because some of you, you are supposed to be, in fact, higher heights. But you are there. Somebody says, uh, that God created me to be rich. And the one who put myself among poor people. Praise the Lord, somebody. You will not be poor. You will be rich. You will be worthy. You will flourish like the cedars of Lebanon in the name of Jesus. I say you are changing position. I see you changing position. I see you change your position. For your years of labor in this church, I hear the word compensation. God is compensating his church. Come on, come on, let's celebrate God. God is compensating his church. For your years of labor, God is compensating his church. Pastor Demola, I say God is compensating his church in the name of Jesus. You know, it's a pathetic case when something you know, this is supposed to be your position. There was a young lady who got a job 
And when she got the job, they told her she's going to be a manager. And she got to resume on Monday. As she was there, the CEO of the company had a call from one of his friends that their brother needed a job. And they don't have a choice but to replace that woman that got the job. So you know what they did? They just phoned the general manager and tore a letter of employment and said, sorry, there's no more job. He said, but I'm resuming today. They said, sorry, we are sorry that the position is filled up. You know what she did? Somebody tell somebody, said, don't give up. She went to one corner at the back of the company and said, Father, whoever that is responsible for this, between now and seven days, may they die by fire. Unknown to I, it was the CEO's office that was a mobility. <laughs> when he had that, he called the manager. <laughs> Call the child. Call that lady back. They call that back and say, sorry, it's a mistake. You can come and start. <laughs> a close mouth is a close destiny. You cannot afford to be quiet. Am I talking to someone tonight? That is why we are going to take some few minutes to pray afterwards. Because we need to pray. Tonight, we are going to pray. Praise the Lord, somebody. Afterwards, we're going to take the Holy Communion because I believe that we have not traveled all the way from Manchester to come and joke here. Praise the Lord. Even though I can see that you're laughing, but believe me honestly, that's not my intention. My intention is to come and speak the word. Praise God. But it looks like you or some of you have taken laughter, laughing gas. So it's helping you to laugh. But guess what? It's good to laugh. Praise God. Because even this brother at the back, he wasn't laughing before, but it's not laughing. Praise the Lord, somebody. The Lord is good. Who needs restoration? Who needs restoration? Praise the Lord, somebody. Ah, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. There's somebody here tonight. Your case has been lingering for a long time. And you are confused. Look like there's no way out. You are thinking maybe should you just go back to Nigeria? But God is telling you tonight that not only will he restore you, he will settle you in this land. If I'm talking about you, let your email sound like a thunder. Praise the Lord, somebody. Amen. So, brethren, Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Revelation chapter 5, verse 12. Therefore, let no man glory in men, for all things are yours. First Corinthians chapter 3, 21. First Corinthians chapter 3. So, what is the lamb? Okay, let no man post for all things are yours. Psalm 24 verse 1. Psalm 24 verse 1. See the earth is the Lord and the fullness what? Thereof. The world and they that dwell therein. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Second Peter 1 verse 3. Second Peter chapter 1 verse 3. And his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to what? To life and godliness. Through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. So brethren, I, I was asking my wife this evening, I said, whose responsibility is it to restore and to rebuild? Whose responsibility? Who? God. 
But you see, but you need to be connected to God. You need to decide. Seek ye therefore the kingdom of God that is what? And everything shall be what? So, brethren, please. How many minutes do I have left? Praise God. Because I, I, I have, I'm loaded tonight, but I don't want to. How many minutes do I have? Okay, 10 minutes. Praise God. Because one of the things that we struggle with is that if you wonder for Pastor Debola to say we need to be restored, we need to be rebuilt. So why are we not getting restoration? Why are, why are we still struggling? We come for prayer meeting, we fast. We, why, still, why are we still in the same position? Why? Number one, ignorance. Ignorance. Ignorance could be responsible for the lack of what is yours, brethren. God himself committed. So in Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. And in Isaiah 5, 13. Hosea 4, verse 6. Also in Isaiah 5, 13. Listen to Hosea 4. He said, my people are destroyed for lack of what? Knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priest for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God. I also will forget your children. Praise the Lord, somebody. You know, I, I'm sure we know the case of the elder brother of the prodigal son. Uh, he lacked understanding of what belongs to him. But the younger brother knew his rights and demanded for it, according to Luke chapter 15, verse 12. Number two, very quickly, is that an enemy is sitting on them. Or barricading our way to them. Why are we not getting? An enemy is what? Sitting on them. How do I know? In Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. Luke chapter 11, verse 21 to 22. It says, when a strong man harmed, keepeth his palace, his girls, his goods are in peace. But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome, he taketh from him all his armor wherein he trusted and divided his poor. And divided the spoil. And divided the spoil. The enemy, whatever enemy, we are going to assist them tonight. In the name of Jesus. Number three. Why are we not getting what we deserved? Someone has robbed us of the promotion. Someone has robbed you of the promotion. According to Joel chapter 2 verse 25. You know, by the service order, you have served beyond required the years that is required for you to be promoted, but no promotion is coming. Whether your file has been eating, whether somebody is fighting you that you don't even know, but tonight, all that is going to change. As all that is going to change, all that is going to change. Why? Someone who had lost his fallency, the reason why you are not getting what you decide is because you have lost your fallency. You are formerly fervent and burning for the Lord. But suddenly, you went cold, inactive. According to Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. Revelation chapter 3, verse 15. You are neither cold nor hot. Now, but there is restoration for you. From that fallen state, I say there is restoration for you. I say there is restoration for you. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I see God restoring a marriage. I see God restoring your marriage. 
If I'm talking about you, let your email sound like a thunder. In the name of Jesus, God is restoring your marriage. God is restoring your home. In the name of Jesus. Very quickly tonight, I told us we are going to pray. We are going to pray for some few minutes so that we can take our Holy Communion. Praise the Lord. We are going to rise up on our feet and say, Father, enough is enough. Enough is enough. From the north, from the south, from the east, from the west. Everything that belongs to me, I take it back. Open your mouth and pray. Say, Lord, from the north, from the east, open your mouth and pray. Say, everything that belongs to me, I take it back tonight. I take it back. I take it back. Everything that belongs to me, everything that belongs to my family, I take it back. I take it back in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and begin to take back everything that belongs to me, Lord. Tonight is the night. I take it back. I take it back in the name of Jesus. Begin to take back. Say, oh God of restoration, every power sitting on my blessing, I'll sit them by fire. Every power sitting on my blessing, I'll sit them by fire in the name of Jesus. Hope your mouth are pray. Every power sitting on my blessing, I'll sit them by fire. In the name of Jesus, every power sitting on my blessing, I'll sit them by fire. Tonight, my restoration has started. My miracle has started in the name of Jesus. My restoration has started, oh Lord. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father Lord. We give all glory to you, Lord. We give all honor to you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray.